0: Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Hey guys, so I know a lot of you have already downloaded the free workbook for She Net's Worth, but if you haven't, head over Download that and if it still leaves you wanting more, you're in for a treat. I'm gonna be launching the end of September my course, She Nets Worth, a hairstylist guide to going independent. So for anyone who is on the cusp who's like in the next year, in the next six months, I'm not doing it yet, but I want to go independent, or you've gone independent and you're like, I need a roadmap, I'm here, I did it, I pulled the trigger, and I'm not sure what I'm doing now. This course is also for you. So I've taken it back to the drawing board. I've taken all of the learnings and all the teachings from my one-on-one coaching, and I've compiled it together in an at-your-own-pace five-week course. So I'm so excited. It'll be teaching you everything from how to read a profit and loss statement to how to get an LLC. So um, policies, procedures, everything that I do and make my business run in such a way where I can have the life of my dreams while running a business. So head over to my website, wavemaking.com slash course and get on the wait list because I don't want you to miss this. So today we have Teresa Tran back from Treat Downtown LA and we had her on the podcast probably about a year ago. And so much has happened and changed and, you know, just evolves in everyone's careers. But, you know, during this time with Teresa having been closed for as long as she has, I, I just think she has a really cool perspective on life. And she's someone that like, in my opinion, is so artistic and someone I really admire. So I thought it'd be really cool to have her on and talk about what she's learning in this season where she's not behind the chair and about herself, about life, and kind of what she's going to take from this time. So, Teresa, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so bring us up to speed. We
0: talked to you about a year ago, and obviously so much has changed in the world and in your world, but what can you, like, tell us about where where you are today compared to, like, when we talked to you last time?
1: Mm, So, I've just been... Taking this time to like think about how I want to show up because everything is changing so much that it feels like if we just go back to what we used to do, that it doesn't feel like it's going to work like that anymore.
0: Yeah. No, I. It's funny you say that because this morning I was thinking about it with having a baby in three months. I was thinking about how I'm never going to get my old life back.
1: Yes, that's so weird to think about. But also, I feel like it's really refreshing.
0: Yeah, because I'm not sad. It's just this realization of, like, I'll never go back into my salon with, with my old schedule Working the way that I was working by myself with the same life, you know it's it's just everything has changed, and I have coworkers now and i I'm gonna have this baby, and I'm never maybe gonna even work at the capacity I worked at so can you talk us through walk us through like some of what what's been kind of coming up for you around that?
1: Well, I've definitely have been not going on social media as much as at before. And just trying to like kind of reimagine the hair business and think about like what would it be if I just created what I wanted my hair world to be and not think about what salons are like today. Oh, that's good. Keep going. I want to know about
0: <laughs> what you want to create
1: so like I feel like in this weird time I have been seeing some clients and doing a few house calls here and there and I every time I do someone's hair not in front of a mirror it feels like the conversation is so much deeper and like it's more relaxed so I kind of think in my new salon experience that I don't want to sit in front of a mirror all day fascinating
0: yeah what else uh, like I, I feel like you're so creative that I'm like I just I'm curious you know, like what else here you're thinking you might not take with you or you want to take with you
1: um I've also have been thinking, like, with all the time off, like why do we work so much, and why does it always have to feel like we're going from one thing to the next thing, and why is the goal to be fully booked or whatever, and what does like what does that look like to me, and I don't want to feel like I'm working all the time, where like just only have two days off. Like I want to feel more like I'm off every day and I work just a little bit. <laughs>
0: that's so cool though. Cause that's how I'm feeling too. And like, I agree with you, like even just deconstructing the idea of what, like we, why we have to be spinning our wheels so much and so quickly to be successful in this industry, because I'm with you. Like I'll be in my studio and I'll be sitting on the couch and I'm like, this might be what real success is. Having worked really hard, but also to be able to enjoy it instead of like, I, I can remember years where I didn't sit down in my own space, except for to like slam three to six beers at the end of the day, which was not. <laughs> in my place.
1: Yeah. Do you feel like you are always working towards a new goal?
0: I think it feels different for me now. I've I've been trying to be more like enjoying the process as I I feel like before I was so focused on like getting the next thing that now I try and like kind of savor the experience. And even when I'm getting, I find myself getting frustrated, like trying to learn the online space, trying to learn how to edit, trying to learn this stuff. I start being like, Lindsay, it's pretty fucking cool. All the things you've learned or the way you're learning things. And like, you're like growing your mind and you're gaining skills. And I'm trying to like enjoy that instead of having it be just like this like thing I rush through to get to where and like, what am I trying to feel at the end of it? If I'm not going to feel like that on the journey.
1: Yeah. And it feels also like, like the people that we do see now it's like, am I willing to die for this person? <laughs> oh or like, Right? Doesn't it feel like so much more meaningful? Yeah. And I also feel like, why, why did I so
0: like, like, why did I so like, never question giving so much away? Now it's like, I'm unapologetic about wanting to keep some for myself, like wanting to keep some energy for myself, wanting to. To be able to like enjoy my days. And it's just like this shift of being like kind of almost like a like a sidekick in someone else's story versus being like, I'm living my story. If if you want to pop in, cool. I love it. I love I love having you here. But at the same time, like there's no obligation for you to continue on this road with me. Cause I'm doing it a little different.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I had that revelation in December where I was like, I just felt I think you talk about this on other episodes where you you feel like your client relationship is like a forever thing. Oh,
0: it's yeah.
1: Like, I feel like in the beginning when I started doing hair, like, I would do someone's hair and be like, now we're going to be with each other forever, right?
0: <laughs> right, because that's healthy. I look back, I'm like, oh,
1: what in the world? Yeah, yeah now it's like, if you don't. If you you're not happy, then that's fine. Yeah, no, totally, and like,
0: and like, I feel like before I would get so defensive about like anything, whereas now I'm like, oh, I'm over here living my best life. If that, if my best life and your best life, they don't intersect anymore. Like, I've loved this, and and I don't even know if I have, but that's what I tell myself so that I can get up every morning and do it differently and do not hate myself for how I showed up for 15 years. <laughs>
1: You know yeah yeah it feels really good to not have that expectation for yourself like if if you can't fit them in at whatever time then it's okay to give them a referral or something
0: totally and I think that in this time I feel like I keep saying I don't want to like let the coronavirus, um, I don't want to like let it pass me by and not make the changes that I want to make or have the life I want to have. Because I kind of look at it a little bit like a get out of jail free card that like, when are you gonna have the opportunity in such a staggering way to make the changes you want to make or live the life you want to make? Because like, we kind of got this free white space to just kind of, if you have the ability to like, Zoom out, make your life what you want, and then just look over and point at coronavirus and say, "I know I'm sorry, it sucks that I have to do this, but be like smiling on the inside.
1: <laughs> I know like i I feel bad saying it, but I feel like this time is a blessing, mhm. Like, I yeah. know that some people are having a really hard time, but when do we get to have this time where, like, nobody's really doing anything and just think about stuff?
0: Yeah, I think the amount of, like, white space that it's provided is, like, I don't know, I, like, like what you said, like, to be able to think about, like, your life and, I don't know for a long time I was thinking about how when when as hairstylists have you had this amount of space and then it's kind of kind of crazy to look back and be like I've kept myself so distracted meeting other people's expectations that I forgot to even have my own.
1: Mhm. And like before with my schedule, I would always try to pre-book everybody and like have my schedule known for the next 2 months and now it just feels good not not having a, any plans.
0: I know it kind of feels like it was trapping me, but I didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what is it going to feel like for, like are, is your plan to go back to your studio in downtown LA or how have you liked like having just the freedom of not going in or what has that been like?
1: Um, I've definitely liked having the freedom and been thinking a lot about relocating. I started my hair career in downtown, so I always have felt like I couldn't leave. But now I'm ready.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people feel like that.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you, nobody wants to start over and build a new clientele, but right now it's everything's going to have to start over anyway and people are leaving downtown anyway before me. Mhm.
0: So, yeah, like I I love what you said because I do think a lot of us keep ourselves places because it's like I've worked so hard. I don't know if I have the energy to do it. Like like I did it to get to where I am today, but it's interesting to be like, what if you did it differently? Like, what if you didn't kill yourself to get clients, and what if you did move the place you want to live or had the like the, the front yard you've always wanted? And like, what if you built a career kind of more around that versus like your life kind of fitting into a box? So, what what do you see for yourself? Because I think that's so cool.
1: Um, I I definitely. Like, I actually have a live-work studio right now. I don't talk about that as much that I live here because I feel like before I kind of wanted to keep it professional and I didn't want people to think that, like, I just rolled out of bed or something. <laughs> but now <laughs> I'm more, I more feel more open about it. And I like living and working from home. So I do want a space that has, like, a little studio to work in an outdoor space
0: that's so cool yeah I mean I knew your space kind of had like a live worky vibe to it but yeah it's kind of cool to know that that's you know you you can keep whatever you want to yourself and share what you want to share
1: yeah yeah I feel like I didn't share it before out of like perfectionism but now i like, people like the authenticity.
0: Yeah, it's so crazy how, like, I was, I posted this Lewis Howe's video today where it was talking about how, like, you know, like, how, where true confidence comes from. And, like, it was talking about how, like, the like the things that you would never want anyone to know, they're the things that, like, like the thoughts in your head of, like, if people knew I lived here, they wouldn't, like, respect me as much, or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Those are all limiting beliefs that kind of keep your vibe low and you kind of don't believe it's what's where you're going is possible or the things you're doing. Like I never realized that like those little thoughts kind of kept me kind of stuck. And it's like, you're exactly right. Like I actually think that's so cool that you have a live workspace. It's actually, it actually fits so much of who you are that it's like so funny to me that you wouldn't share, but I totally get what that's like when you kind of think the thing that makes you weird or the thing that makes you like uh different is like gonna be put off putting to people.
1: Yeah. Oh so okay. where do you where do you think you'll
0: go? Like what do you think? Because I, I think that's so cool. Like I'd love hearing about like in this time like how people are transitioning.
1: Yeah. Well I I do like Los Angeles still so I don't wanna go too far and I don't see myself leaving california so maybe just like a little out of the city
0: yeah like a cute town
1: yeah and maybe i could get your thoughts on this but i've actually been thinking of closing treat what when i close this space and then just starting a new business with a new name
0: yeah, I mean, I think you're so cool. Whatever you do, I I will get behind. <laughs> like, I just think everything you do, like your even your doodles, like you you have me on hanging every. I'm hanging on every word. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love your name, but then I also like screwed it up in the beginning because I'm like downtown treat downtown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, do you want? I feel like just like I feel like. I'm, we hold on to things so tightly, and then for what? You know what I mean? Because it's familiar. It's like I was so yeah. sad to leave my last studio name, which most people don't know, but it was called The Comb. And I was like, I named it The Comb because like that's what I, I thought I'd be the Comb forever. And like you know, with yeah. dissolving a partnership, it just kind of made sense. And you know, two and a half years down the road, it's like, yeah, like I'm so glad I changed my name to Lynn May, and I'm so glad that like, like. Lin-May so different than the person I was that when I had the comb. And so it's funny how oh. it makes sense till much later, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I feel like your first business isn't going to be your best business ever. Oh
0: God. Don't even get me started. Yeah. No, I mean, it was <laughs> like, it, it was like, it's like this, I call that business, like my incubator, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a baby business and it got to be like, I got to learn how to like make orders. And I learned by ordering too much and I learned, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it was just this um, amazing like business incubator for me to then transition onto my own soul business. And then it was like, I already knew how to do everything, but do it better.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I just want to start over with my service menu and how I want to do things because with Treat, I feel like like when I started Treat, I, ha- I knew really deeply that whatever I was creating was a reflection of my mind. So if I wasn't making a lot of money or if I wasn't charging enough, it was something limiting belief that I had so I feel like I like worked through a lot of that stuff and learned so much and now it's like becoming part of my brand that I want to help people in that way too with like the ritual haircut and stuff and with my new business I just want to like commit to being that person instead of being half in and half out and being like you could get a normal haircut or a ritual haircut, but having like that grounding spiritual experience, like with every client.
0: Right. Not be like, Hey, if you want all of me, like you can get a ritual haircut, but if you only want like a dose, why don't you come <laughs> in and get a dry cut? I mean, I'm not saying it's like that, but does, is that how it
1: feels? Yeah. It feels like that because like, I feel like with my My clients from the beginning that I've had forever, like, I don't know how to transition them with my growth as much. But, like, the new clients that I attract, like, they already know how I am because of my website and stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's really interesting.
1: Yeah. So I feel like with newer people, like the conversation flows and we talk about the universe and stuff and journaling and all my interests that I like, but some of my older clients just like to like be on their phone and text or whatever, which is nice and easy, but not as inspiring.
0: Yeah. I think that that's such a mind shift to like, like two things come up for me. Like the first thing that came up was like, be Teresa, but like not to Teresa today. Okay. Like, like I like <laughs> you like nervous stuff, you know, cause, like, you know, like I feel like you, you can feel like that sometimes with people that you're like, no, like this is actually who I am. I just wasn't like super comfortable when you met me at 19. And so like, I yeah. just like, feel more as who I am. And I totally, I have the same feelings around some of my, um, most, you know, long-term loyal clients, because I feel like I am so much more of Lindsay now. And then yeah. uh, and the second thing is, is like, I feel like what you said about, like, it's easy when people check out, but I think that that's one of the things that I feel like I don't want to take with me into this new season is I'm not looking for easy. I'm looking for meaningful. And I yeah. feel like, it's a currency that like, I'm not, I, I know I could do easy work and make great money. I'm just not inspired or drawn to doing. Yeah. Anything.
1: That's so true. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the easiest when so when people don't really want to talk that much and it's fine. It's not bad or anything. That's just who they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'm with you. And like, I wonder if it's because I'm seeing fewer people. So it's like, like, I don't need to be for everyone. I don't need to be for the checked out person, for the person who wants the spiritual, like, elements, the person that, like, wants 50-50. Like, I don't have to mm-hmm. be for all of them anymore because I don't have the availability I had had before. But it's like, but now I want to really be for the people I'm for. And I also feel like I don't take for granted the time and the energetic exchange between people because now it's, like, so much fewer and far between
1: yeah i agree don't you also feel like like some people get their hair done for fun and then some people get their hair done because they have to this is like fascinating like i think something this is really
0: good
1: in it's like something they have to check off their to do list like an errand i don't want to be that person <laughs>
0: that this is fascinating. Like, yeah. Like what if your clientele has been people running errands and you're, and you've had the glimpse of the fun, the person who's coming in for fun and empowerment and enlightenment. And you're mm-hmm. like going back, you're like, Oh no, I really want to cater to like the person that doesn't need this, but is coming in because they're like, desire it versus like,
1: yeah, really- I feel like then you, that's where you feel like you are offering value and you don't, feel bad for charging what you want to.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like with one of them, it feels so transactional. Mm-hmm. And with the other, you're like, oh my gosh, and I gave you these cards I like to pull. I told you to buy those because that's going to help you in your journey. And like people, like the clients that are like, oh my God, I always get, I put so many notes in my phone when I come to see you. That's when I feel <laughs> magic because I'm like, oh my God, like you work so in alignment with what I find interesting and what you find interesting that like you've got a whole note section from being together.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's such an interesting perspective because yeah, I don't think hairstylists got into doing hair because it was easy. But one thing I've always said is I did a lot of maintenance hair, but what I think, I think what was actually a self-fulfilling prophecy about it is I was doing so many base colors that it actually made it really hard for me to enjoy doing bigger services. And now that I've kind of extracted a lot of that service from from my schedule, mm-hmm. I have so much capacity to enjoy, like, someone coming in and, like, making this experience special and being like, what do you want to do? I think we can keep ourselves so busy that it's like, all I got time for is a touch-up today. Good, good. You good? Great. Because that's oh, all your – Yeah.
1: Yeah, so – when I started doing hair, I started off just cutting hair. And then like a year and a half after I felt comfortable working with people more, I was like, okay, I could do color now. Like before, I was like three hours to spend with a person. That's a long time. And if it doesn't look like what you want it to after, <laughs> but yeah. the first per- so when I decided to do color, I assisted for this woman for, like, six months. And she was very business. Like, she she booked out, like, just the perfect amount of time for what everybody needed. And there was, like, no time if anybody wanted a change. And I just was, like, after seeing and experiencing that, I was like, I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah. It kind of keeps you stuck. And I come from an environment very similar. Like you were pre-scheduling for the specific service. So like you really didn't have a lot of wiggle room. And I do think that like, it's just less experience based, you know, and like, cause like how, it, like you're kind of doing more, you're kind of teeing it up to be more transactional and more service. Just like, you, you get this service, it's what you scheduled for, so it's what you get, whereas like yeah, now, nah.
1: so much better. And yeah, and then they're like, every other time, you'll get highlights, then a root touch-up in with soon, it's like so boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean I feel, it's like, that's the other thing, it's like, okay, like, hairstyles, you didn't get into this for it to be easy, but now that you've got this space, and you're realizing like, oh my gosh, there's there's another way to do this, or like, I can really be compensated in a beautiful way to do the kind of work I want to do. I don't have to fit into someone else's structure. I do think it's such a cool time to like reevaluate and be like, wait and get curious. Like, have I only been doing like small things because that's what my schedule allowed and it's actually not what sets my heart on fire because for me, that's what I learned.
1: Yeah. And I think that like now that so many small studios are opening instead of salons that like we're able to just have so much freedom on what we want to create.
0: Yeah. It's just really fun to like have one, like for me too, like I was double booking my whole career, even as an independent. And now I don't double book. And it's like, whether that person wants to work for a half an hour or they want to talk to me the whole time, it's like really fun to be able to be present like that and not have. I, it makes you kind of reflect back for me on my career and realize how how I kept myself really going, 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 so I never had a minute to like think or digest or even yeah.
1: question that Yeah, I feel like I. I have never been a good business person in that way because I always wanted or thought I needed to double book, but I feel like that's just too much energy for me. I <laughs> I, could, yeah. I wouldn't be able to concentrate on what's going on and like do my best.
0: Well, you definitely wouldn't be able to like make game time decisions. Like it was kind of like, like I can remember multiple times when someone be like, I kind of want a few highlights. And I remember thinking like, Fuck! 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 I've got, <laughs> I've got, thirteen minutes till the next one comes in, and uh, and I would be like, well, so I have time for a couple today. Like that's like a, I don't like that feeling. It's not like the person was late. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, what they want, and I feel like, like I did get really good with the boundaries of being like, so we can, I can schedule some extra time next time. But it is just kind of fun to be able to like make it happen, you know? And um, yeah. It, it, you just realize how you know the the positive sides of it were the some of the financial aspects of double booking but then the negative i don't know that it made it worth it
1: yeah and like when i've gotten my hair done and the person was like triple booked i was like what about me <laughs>
0: yeah well, and I wonder if like, nowadays people will even appreciate that one-on-one experience more because, yeah, like, we're by ourselves a lot more. So then when we are with people, it's like, hi, 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 it's me. What can you Yeah,
1: doing? yeah. Super- Don't you feel like when you see people now, they just, like, have so much to say?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Like, I feel me like too. I like to enjoy... Like I'm, I'm like, had I scheduled myself like before, I'd like Pam, Pam, Pam. You've talked, you've talked a lot since you've been here. (laughs) Um, Do you mind just, you mind giving me, But but it's not like that because because I don't, I'm not, I'm not overextended. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's cool because we get to kind of reimagine like I've I've said for a long time, there's like different seasons or different chapters in this career. And I think some people were headed towards the next chapter anyway. But I think for a lot of people, it's kind of woken us up to being like, wait, like, I want to do it. I think I want to do this a little differently.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've I've always actually, like, booked a lot of time in between appointments and for my appointments, just to have, like, time in between. And being in the city, everyone has a hard time parking and stuff. So instead of, like, being rushed on time, I just give myself the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool too to like think about like you were saying about like should there be mirrors in services it's like should hairstylists really be booked back to back like that or should they have always had 15 minutes and should like the pricing and everything reflect the time that it takes for us to transition from person to person and you know there are people Mm -hmm. that are Lindsay that's so goo goo gaga like what world do you live in it's like well I'm making my own up I'm just throwing this out there
1: yeah yeah I feel like like now is the time to make whatever you want, and yeah. even like with how I cut hair and and how I learned that way from my mentor when I started, I feel like, why does everybody cut hair wet?
0: yeah, so how
1: do you do it? I just cut hair dry the whole service and spend the whole time on the haircut instead of like rushing through the haircut and then washing it and blow drying it like if they want that then they could add another service
0: right so but and so how long do you spend like you know generally on a haircut to tailor it
1: I book out an hour but if like people don't have much hair then it could Be quick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I just like how you just, you you know, like, why not create your own method of how you do it? Because there's someone for everyone out there.
1: Yeah, and I think we should just question, like, why do we do things? Like, are we doing this because it's traditional and that's how they've been doing it for years? Because that's not a good reason to me.
0: Like, it's not good enough anymore.
1: Yeah, and, like, working that much, why? It And, like, now that we've had all this time and people seem fine not having a haircut once a month.
0: <laughs> right. Honestly, that's been the most liberating thing for me because when I can think back to, like, you know, like Lindsay of yesterday that was like, someday I'll have a baby and someday I'll like have this, like take time off. And, you know, but what would always trip me up is like, well, what would everyone do? I've worked so hard. I've worked so hard. And, you know, part of it's like the scarcity mentality, like, like it would all go away if I didn't spin my wheels as hard and as fast as I always did. But the pandemic taught me like, like I missed, you know, doing what I did, but realizing that everyone was okay, it just, like, taught me, like, I have been living under this false narrative that, like, without me, what would anyone do?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's not like we don't like our jobs or something. No. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just interesting, like, yeah, just, like, questioning it and being like, why did I think that I couldn't live my own life, have my own family, do what I wanted to do. Like, why did I think that, that like I chose this career and that it wasn't possible for me? Like, like some people became teachers, they get to have families. And I feel like in my head, it's like hairstyle. Is like, how, how do they make that work? Because like the only reason they like get to be as successful as they are is because they're always available. And it's like, no, I just think <laughs> it's just, it's kind of just like, it's like, kind of made me realize, like, how autopilot my thoughts were.
1: Yeah. And I didn't doing it. You yeah, know? totally.
0: And, like, what you're saying, like, you don't see a lot of people that, I think for, as hairstylists, we don't, we've always kind of had a badge of honor of how much we work. Like, you being like, why do we work? It's, like, kind of a brave, bold statement as hairstylists because it's, like, you know, I think so much of like, like our work ethic and stuff is like proving ourselves to like our clients, to people outside the industry, people in the industry being like, you know, like, no, I work really hard. It's like, it's like such a status thing. So to say like, oh, I don't know if I want to work that much. And like, I don't know, I feel like there's just like a true inner confidence that has to come through. Cause I think it's like, I don't know. I just think that it's a I don't know, I guess it's like something I think people believe about us. Like, can you think of how many times you've been to a family party or something and people are like, are you just crazy busy with the holidays? And it's almost Oh, just like
1: this- yeah. And they think that, like, if we work on weekends, we don't take a different day off or something. So
0: you work six days a week? You're like, What's <laughs> wrong with you? I work six days <laughs> You know, like, what? People are just- I-, I hate that because I'm like, it bothers me because I'm like, Oh, it just perpetuates this shitty stereotype.
1: It reminds you when I was like when I was a small child and I thought that like people who worked at Walmart lived there <laughs> in the back.
0: Well, honestly, I feel like people do, do hairstylists. Like, <laughs> like, like I remember I've had so many people be like, What does your husband do? Is he a stylist too? I'm like Come one more time, like like, like what would make you think that like all hairstyles are married to hairstyles, maybe because then they don't see each other and it's a perfect storm? I don't know like, what, <laughs> i I'm like, uh no, like like I think that does that can happen, but it's not I don't know many people that are both hairstyles and married maybe a couple. <laughs>
1: Yeah, why do people think that being a hairstylist is like being a different breed of a human? Like, that's not all that we are.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that, like, that's kind of why I wanted to have you back on and, like, why I enjoy talking to, like, all the people I talk to. Like, no one is just a hairstylist. And, like, like in in no other profession are you expected to just be a programmer or just be an insurance broker or just be – but I almost feel like – people because they know that we got into it cuz we loved it. They're like, "I know, but you love what you do." And it's like, <laughs> you can love what you do and still be more than one thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hate when people say that that line where it's like when you love what you do, you never work. That's no, not that true.
0: Like- <laughs> I love the one that they remove, and they go, "If you love what you do, you'll work every day, all the fucking time." And I, and I want to add
1: on to that Who's and say, "Writing bees."
0: And then I want to say, I want to add on to it, like you'll work every day of your life until you realize that that's what you've been doing, and then you're like, "Fuck this shit," and then you're going to do it differently, like because I feel like that's what happened to me.
1: Yeah, I just want to like reimagine and think like we're not meant to work so hard and why can't we just do stuff that we're good at that isn't hard work like like living in alignment
0: yeah i was just gonna say like living in living in a beautiful state like just that being the goal versus the goal being so uh like society's version of like what it looks like to be successful hairstylist like I feel like what about just being – what about being happy? What about, like you said, being in alignment? And what if if this time just shifts our industry so that, like, people realize, like, oh, my gosh, it really is cool. And, like, I don't have to brag about how much I work because, like, I don't want to be in that cool kids club anymore.
1: Yeah. I think that, like, me having my own studio and my own space and just being alone has – made me, like, not look at what everyone's doing and how hard they're working and just do my own thing.
0: Yes, I 100% agree, because I've been alone for, I guess, like, a year and a half. You know, I just now have um, a studio buddy, and then I have another one coming, and so I'm excited about that, but it has been really cool to, like, recalibrate yourself to not looking around and... It kind of reminds me, you know, because you kind of forget, it feels like a lifetime ago that you were in a commission salon or working with other people. And Mm -hmm. you kind of forget that you're always, I always was kind of gauging um, how I was doing off of everyone else.
1: Yeah. You're like, why is she fully booked and I'm just sitting here or something?
0: Right. Or I feel like mine, I was always busy. So I think I kind of looked around, like, felt a little bit like I I, I was on a little bit higher ground. And like, oh. that's that kind of not, that doesn't actually take you higher, not newsflash.
1: Yeah. Like it for, wasn't real worth. Yeah. For my journey, I feel like I went on my own really early and I, I didn't have a fully booked schedule. I was just like, I don't like being told what to do. So I'll just make up my own thing. So I've always sometimes I do have like a week or something where I only have two appointments and I'm like, where did everybody go? <laughs> did everybody get a new stylist? But it's fine. Now I yeah, just like appreciate that time and plan something else. Yeah,
0: because I I I've been saying
1: too that sometimes like
0: being busy or having like this you know like people always seeing you it's like it kind of is a little bit like it can kind of keep you feeling so safe and so certain but then it kind of keeps you from trying new things or like I don't know one thing I love about you is like how you'll be doing different projects or like your drawings or you know during this time like I've really admired people that aren't working and are kind of coming up with like being like, hey, I do dog, dog drawings and dog this and um mm-hmm. like you needle know, pointing, stitching the things you do. Like, I just admire that. And I feel like I think there's a lot of people that like look at that, you know, work that you do or look at the work that other people do in their free time, and it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I was creative like that. And it's like, you probably are, but but like Teresa and other people are brave enough to like be alone and see if you clients you know, by living in alignment and they have the mental capacity to try a ton of stuff and do stuff that like, you're keeping yourself bogged down in like feeling safe, but you don't get to try stuff. Like I admire that so much about you. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I think it does take courage to be like, okay, I'm going to do dry haircuts. I'm going to charge this amount. I'm going to be less busy, but when I'm seeing people and, you know, I'm less busy right now, that doesn't mean forever, but it's mm-hmm. like in that time, I'm going to pursue other things that light me up. And I think that that person to me, if you put two people together and you put like, you put like above their head, what each person's making, but then you you put below like what they're feeling, mm-hmm. I would take that's inspired and creative. That's like chasing a lot of, you know, different creative outlets to the person that's slammed all the time, that's making slightly more money, but like doesn't have any time or capacity for any of their passions or interests.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I so, think it's, it's brave, you know? Thank you. I feel like you have been making changes a lot with your schedule too, and not being in the salon as much, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So now I work in the salon three days a week, and I just I really enjoy the time that I'm there. But mm-hmm. what I what I feel is that I, w- I was using I could if I stayed working more, then I'm using it as a safety blanket versus to like because I want to really and like I feel like when I'm there now it's meaningful, but. Mm-hmm. So many other things that I'm passionate about, like like with, like with helping hairstylists and stuff, that I feel like I had to go where the growth was. And I feel like the safe route, it's like one road has heart and one road is really safe. And I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's not like I don't enjoy it, but it's like one's really growing me and it's challenging. And it's like, it's like lights me up. And the other one, it's like, I have such fondness for it and like what it's done for my life. But it's just not it's not setting my heart on fire. Like the scary road that's like more uncertain.
1: Yeah. I love, I love choosing the scary road.
0: Yeah, no, I know. And it's like, it's different for everyone, but for me, like it is kind of brave for me to like step out from myself outside, out from behind the chair because the chair is somewhere I'm so comfortable. Like mm-hmm. if you want to like give me a pacifier and a blanket and swaddle me. It's like, put me behind that chair get me doing base colors and I will literally, like, it's just so soothing to me. But I, I guess I'm in a season of my life where I'm like, Lindsay, you've healed up nicely. You've done a lot of work (laughs) on yourself. We need to get that pacifier out and we got to set you, we got to set you going on fire, you know, and that's how I feel right now. But I feel like there's different, everyone's different, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what I, I feel like I learned, um, offering the ritual haircuts for the past here is that like not not a lot of people are ready or are going to choose to let something go okay, and, so i think that's why i'm kind of changing it a little and like instead of like making people like talk about stuff or whatever like i just want to like change their energy field a little and just like help them be more grounded instead. And it, I'll also have the ritual haircut if someone wants to do that. And it's still fun for me, but like my, my normal haircut, I want to just have it be a relaxing experience.
0: Yeah. I Like what you're saying about how being less attached to letting go and more attached to change like having people leave in a more beautiful state like like seeing how they walked in versus like when when someone walks in and it's like how are you well you know good things <sighs> and bad and then when they leave and they're like buying a candle and giggling and on their way out and you're like oh my gosh like I, now that you're saying it, it's like should I've been doing ritual hair colors yeah, exactly. Like, it's almost like too focused on this destination again. Back to letting go. It's like, well, Pam, damn it, you didn't let it go. Like you didn't do the ritual, it's the ritual haircut. You gotta let something go. But it's like, that's <laughs> your own process.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so I have like this animal communicator that I talk to sometimes, like a dog psychic, like, kind yeah, of. No,
0: I I got one too. I wonder if it's the same woman. She in Wisconsin.
1: I don't know, but she is on the on the le- on the East Coast. Her name is okay. Rose.
0: Okay. No, we got different ones. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> so she told me basically that I was projecting my anxiety onto my dog. Yeah,
0: I've been told that. Too.
1: <laughs> but she my. She also used to be a hairdresser before, so she gave me a tip that like if I do a grounding exercise before I see my clients, like I don't even have to do it with them and they won't even have to know, but they'll just know that they like seeing me and that they feel better after. Wow.
0: And then what does it do for you?
1: I feel like just more calm and mm-hmm. and also knowing that like if I'm projecting my anxiety onto my dog, like now, if I see she looks anxious, I know it's actually me
0: yeah i had a I had an animal interpreter tell me the same thing about my dog, Capone. She said <laughs> that do that to him, and actually even even vets will tell me that, so obviously it's pretty clear and obvious. Because the vets are like real, just like doctors. They're like, yeah, you just want to make make sure you're not trans, transferring your feelings on him. And this person's not realistic <laughs> at all. And you're like, oh, wow. Wow. This is something I've got to reel in. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, but I love that idea of just like the intention. I think for so long, I didn't know the amount of intention that went into people having great lives. And mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have a schedule or a life set up to have the space to create that intention. And if you think about like how you want to leave your clients, how you want it to feel like, I just feel like some of us like have some, we're seeing so many people that like the first thing to go is that intentionality. It's like you kind of go, okay, I'm, well, their hair is going to get done it's going to be great. But it's like, but what else are you leaving with them? Are you leaving that anxiety? Are you leaving that flustered feeling? And yeah, I just wonder if like, it it works in the short term, but long term, like, are they even, like, are are their clients even people you want to hang out with? Because, like, that, I love, I love my clients.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, but I did a haircut recently for um, one of my clients' boyfriends, and he was telling me about this bad haircut experience he had previously. And I was just like, i so grateful that I never experienced that anymore. I feel like you only get bad haircut experiences when you walk in somewhere.
0: Right, right. And like, I I don't know, I I just, I I feel like the same thing. Like, I don't feel like I get wild cards anymore. And I was going to, I thought maybe you were going to say something about how like your frequency or what you're putting out is what you get back. But I, I like love my realtor, Jim, and I'll say to him, I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm like that annoying co- co- color client. It's like, have you ever had someone not like their hair color? Like, I'll be like, do you and, and he's like, I really don't. He's like, I really don't get crazy clients. He's like, I just get the nicest people. And yeah. I
1: think
0: there's something to be said for having that kind of attitude towards what you do. Like, if you kind of are like, it's been loose cannon city here. It's like, are you putting that out there? like you were saying it's about like like are people are are you getting energetic matches for you because that's something to look at like I have like I've said it before like when if my mental health and like how I'm doing in life is reflected in my clientele then we are on fire these days ladies but (laughs) like but I think it's really interesting if you think about like you know from like a like the kind of clientele you have it's like like you said about being scared to start over, but like some people might need to start over when they get really intentional about what they've been bringing behind the chair to the table, because it might it might actually be a roadmap to why you have shitty clients.
1: Yeah, I think that's true.
0: Yeah, I do too. Because I, I can remember when I needed more um, people to, like, I guess I was seeking more approval. I feel mm-hmm. like I got clients I had a lot of clients from a long time that I felt like, like were kind of judgmental of me. It's almost like I got what I was afraid I was going to get. Oh, like, and then when I started getting healthier and like, I because I was attracting people that were kind of like, like that. And then as I got healthier, those same people would come in and be like, "Hmm, not very busy in here. And I'd be like, I know I'm, I'm actually kind of changing what I'm doing a little bit. I'm, I'm seeing fewer people and having a better quality experience, and they were like, "Hmm," and like they kind of all went away because, oh, like,
1: wow,
0: yeah. Some of them I had to help go away, but they all went away.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, like,
0: because like I feel like 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 I've seen Nina Tulio say this before. It's like you you don't need to like. Like break up with everyone, just keep getting healthier and rising higher and then watch as people just kind of fall away that are no longer an energetic match for that.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, I I feel like before the pandemic started, I was really working on like my money and finance situation and in one of the books I read called Profit First, have you read it?
0: Um, yes, I love it. I love all money books, but that's a very good one. It's so
1: good, but the part where he talks about like firing your bad clients and how it feels like not intuitive when you're trying to make more money, but for some reason it works.
0: Yeah, I know, and it also just like frees you up for like to like kind of just begin again, and I feel like like Don Bradley said this on her episode she's like i've remade my my clientele three times in the last number, like couple of years and i think that that like we kind of get attached i think that we sometimes are like i got to move or i've got to do this but like mm-hmm. what if you kind of began again where you are but with all the knowledge with all the knowing with everything you know today and just like start a new career where you are. I'm not saying you should do that, Teresa. I think moving sounds cool. But, like, some <laughs> people move, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree.
0: I don't know. I think it's so scary. But for me, that's, like, as I've transitioned, like, the services I provide and things like that, I'm viewing it a little bit like I'm beginning again.
1: Yeah. I've I think we all need to. Yeah. I don't know how – anybody would be able to sustain what was going on before.
0: Yeah. So if, if you could make like have a magic wand and like change one thing that comes out of this just for the whole industry, like what would that be? Uh,
1: I think that I would say to not have any rules for stuff and just do what Like, really think about what you would want your life and dreams to look like and not model it after anybody else. Like, even with service menus and stuff.
0: Yeah, like like,
1: your own services.
0: Yeah, make them up. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) yeah so I mean people are going to want to follow along with your dogs and outfits and all your drawings so where can people find you
1: Um, so on Instagram I'm currently at treatdtla, T-R-E-A-T and that's also my website treatdtla.com
0: awesome well thank you so much I love your perspective and I love just talking to you, so thank you again.
1: Thank you for having me.